Welcome back to the Joat Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 108. Dad, we're both wearing Yankee jerseys. Yep. Are we going to be singing the obituary tonight? Oh, it's hard to say. It seems like we're off to a start we normally are where the Red Sox take the lead, and that just makes for more dramatics and more heartbreak in Boston. Yeah, so we are going to talk about we'll, – we're going to start with Major League Baseball. We're also going to talk about week four of the NFL – the Raptors actually playing in Toronto, and uh, uh, Robin Leonard speaking out in uh, right. in a not so small way. But there there is no other way to start this than the last day of the MLB regular season. I feel like a lot of years it's never really that dramatic, right? For the most part, yeah. it's 161 games. We kind of know where teams are going to finish. Yeah, this year was not that. Going into the day, it was it was heaven. It was four teams racing for two spots in the AL. The NL, like, did anyone really care if the Giants or the Dodgers Win won? the division? Not really. It, it comes into this day where the Yankees lose Friday, they lose Saturday yeah. to Tampa, which sets up this flair for the dramatics where yeah. Boston and New York, if they win, they control their own fate, they get into the playoffs, S Seattle and Toronto need to win and get some help, which I feel like a lot of people didn't talk about. Like, we were singing Seattle's praises. Right. And they just fell apart this weekend. Well, yeah. They they played well on Saturday, actually. I stayed up and watched that game because they came from behind. But, yeah, they just couldn't pull it together on the last game, number 162. I, I would have liked to see all four of them get have to play, I don't know, a mini tournament, I guess it would have been, right? Yeah. It been neat. It was, it was amazing to see the scenarios because that was – that was the best case scenario. That was maximum chaos. If the Yankees and Red Sox both lose, Seattle right. and Toronto both win, win and they're all tied. all tied, and it turns into okay, this is group, this is Club A, B, C, and D, and right. Club A gets to choose who they want to play. Which right. the Yankees were going to pick the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. That was the ultimate team. I'm I'm also going to throw it out there that I think the the Rays lost that game to the Yankees on purpose. Really? I th I think they would have they. They're happier to see it be the Yankees or the Red Sox instead right. of the Blue Jays. I don't disagree with it. Yeah, I think if they had a choice, they would probably pick the Yankees if they were going to whoever they were going to play in a five game series. Because I was I was talking myself into oh well Tampa Bay. I think we both said it. Tampa Bay is not going to care. They right. have everything clinched and yeah. they made it an emphasis, and it honestly made me pretty excited. I, I know it ended up well for the Yankees, but right. even if they didn't make the playoffs, then. All right, you didn't deserve it. The team right. you were playing actually wanted to beat you. Yeah, they they had their game one and two American League division starters pitching in this series. So, yeah, it meant something to them for sure. And uh, I should also mention, so the game, the Blue Jays game, last game of the season, I go to it. And it's weird on an NFL Sunday to not care about football at all. Like yeah. I, I did end up watching and catching up on the games, but right. And honestly, everybody in that J stadium, the Rogers center was probably tuned out by the third inning. Yeah, it was over. It was nine one. Yeah. Springer hits the grand slam. He hits a solo shot earlier. Guerrero hits a home run and you, they knew they were going to win this game. So a lot of people in my section were then watching either the Red Sox game or the Yankees game. Cause right. No one could exactly decide which one they actually wanted to watch, which one they had to invest in in order to make the not even the playoffs, just a tiebreaker. Right. I was uh, texting Paper 
and I was saying, hey, who would have thought you'd be having to watch the Yankees and Red Sox game, your two most hated teams, hoping that they lose for you to get in, and they both win, so just more reason to hate both those teams. Which was your G's man, yeah. As an experience, because that was a game. It was Baltimore, so I was just cheering for the Jays. I was yep. wearing Jays stuff, and I had to sit there. I was watching the Yankee game in my lap, and I had to go, "Ah, oh, man, they won on a walk." Like I was just, I was in enemy territory, and I right. couldn't admit I was a Yankees fan sitting there. Right. And it was amazing to me that that was Judge's first ever walk off hit. I couldn't believe that. That was a total shock to me that that was his first ever walk off because he's had a lot of clutch hits. Go ahead, hits just nothing that finishes a game off. That was surprising. And the Yankees, although they lose two of three, they come into the playoffs in the most roller coaster way possible. Who, yeah, who knows? Again, unfortunately, the roller coaster will end here because it's a one game, so you're not going up or down. Yeah, it's just 27 outs to either win or lose here. So, yeah, it's a game seven. So that's the way it goes, but I don't know if MLB's got to look at this and go, you know what, we've got to expand these playoffs because it was already playoff weekend, and it was entertaining for cities that, like, again, Seattle hasn't been in the playoffs in 20 years. Give them a chance, right? Like, uh, I, I don't know. I thought it was so entertaining last year, and then this year it's – imagine, again, I talked to you about this. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but imagine if there was no wild card. Like, how boring would this weekend have been? No one would have cared. Yeah. Tampa Bay would probably have swept the Yankees, and the Red Sox probably would have lost to the Nationals, and the Jays sweep the Orioles, and it doesn't mean a damn thing. Yeah. It, uh, also, the big thing of this, not only the end of the Yankees series, but going into this game against the Red Sox is no DJ LeMahieu. Right, and no Martinez for the Red Sox. So that's kind of tit for tat there. I think it's it's a trade-off. Yeah, it's even two guys that just have their initials reversed. Yeah, exactly. DJ for JD. Going into this game, there is no... I think if you ask both sides of this game, I don't think anybody feels confident. No, definitely not. Because if you're the Red Sox, you go, okay, we beat the Nationals in the last game of the season to make the right. playoffs, but the Yankees also last week swept, swept us. right. Although it is better that it's just the one game. And for the Yankees, like I I don't feel great about Garrett Cole being on the hill for this game. No, he doesn't look again, we just watched the first inning and a third, he doesn't look sharp. So um again, if it comes down to bullpens, I feel a little bit more confident. I think the Yankees have a better bullpen than the Red Sox, but again, they have to hit, they have to get to that point. So we'll we'll have to see. Do you like the uh, Velasquez in at shortstop instead of yeah. having Odor? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I, th- I think in s- sometimes games like this, your defense, I think, is more important than – you're not giving up much, right? Odor hits 210, what's Velasquez hitting 200. So, like, you're, you're not losing much, but you're gaining a lot of speed. And, you know, it's one of those – is it a Bucky Dent moment, right? A guy who's just – Never hits a home run and, you know, does something special tonight. I'll also throw out there, not only because we there were so many videos brought up of this Yankees-Red Sox rivalry, and the one that always is my favorite moment, even though I wasn't there for it, but just watching it as my favorite moment, is the Aaron Boone home run. Right. Yeah, that, that was a classic for sure. And I know it's kind of a hard right turn, but if the Yankees lose this game, he's not their manager next year, is he? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think they, 
just it was such a streaky year. So like I don't know, sometimes you gotta be able to stop the bleeding, and he just wasn't able to do that. And yeah, I I think they look at it going, we shouldn't even be playing in this one game wild card, which I don't agree with because I don't I think Tampa Bay was the best team regardless of how streaky they did or did not go on this season. I just think Tampa Bay was the best team in this division. So, but yeah, I I just think it might be just time for a change. And how about specifically with Garrett Cole? Because it's obviously going to come out during the game or after the game. How short of a hook do you give him? Oh, it's pretty short. Yeah, but you have your full complement of your pitchers, right? Severino looks amazing. Um, so you got two innings there. Green can go two innings. So there's four of your your last six or seven innings if he can only go two or three. So, and then of course you you got your stopper or supposed stopper, right? So. Yeah, I think they're in decent shape, and yeah, it's it's a short short leash. I I think for any any pitcher in tonight's game because it could get out of get out of hand pretty quick. I'm I'm curious because the Red Sox kind of treated that game against Washington like it was a playoff game because they started Chris Sale. He threw 65 pitches. He wasn't yeah. great. Right. They go to Eduardo Rodriguez. Nick Pavetta closes the game. I'm curious now, do we see? a compliment of the Red Sox starters along with Nathan Neapaldi. Well, they've already, um, cause Sale wanted to pitch tonight. They, uh, and, uh, the manager for the Red Sox already said, no, he's out. So he's not on the roster tonight cause it's considered a, a series. So there's already a certain amount of pitchers that are able to pitch in this one. So I, I don't know. Like, it's tough because yeah, it's a one game do or die, but you really you have to think ahead too, right? Like you have to sometimes you gotta make a choice like, okay, if I put this guy in, we win this game, but we might lose three games to nothing against Tampa if we if I make this move. Which I think for is either manager. It it's the biggest kind of looming threat of this is gonna be a great game. It's the greatest rivalry, I would say, in sports in this one game playoff that they created this whole scenario for. I I, I kinda just think whoever wins this game is going to get steamrolled by Tampa I, I think so too the only thing I would say is I think the Yankees are a bigger threat they be, if Judge and Stanton get hot they could win a series the streakiness right yeah absolutely yeah just over the course of this year yeah they could easily go in and win the next four games and again it wouldn't surprise me yeah at all that that's just the kind of team they are where Boston this is they've unfortunately like we talked about all year they never had the slump in April, May, June, or July. It started in August, and it's carried over to September, and they just haven't been the same team. In terms of the actual lineup, not that we have to go through it one through nine, but what did you think of putting Anthony Rizzo in the leadoff spot instead of Glaber Toros? I like it. I, I don't think it's a bad move. Um, just watched his first at-bat. He only had one pitch, but he... he the exit velocity was 113 miles an hour. So, again, I I think he, he, he'll he be on his mark tonight. So, it, it'll be interesting. I, I really believe it's going to come down to Gallo. If Gallo can get either walks or hits, um, then they're, they'll be in good shape because I don't think Stanton and Judge are going to get the pitches that they want. They would pro- The Red Sox would probably rather walk them than, than let them beat them. They, I think they want Joey to be the guy to beat them. So that that'll make it interesting because he's a walk or a home run kind of guy. Yeah. Right. I I don't know if he's the first guy ever, but they showed the stat today. He led the majors in walks and strikeouts. I wonder if anybody's ever done that before. Probably not. No, that's that's, that's pretty 
niche. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, usually you're good around the strike zone or you're not. Yeah. Right? So. Uh, I guess my last thing for this game would be um, I love hearing Red Sox fans complain about Alex Rodriguez being on the call. Right, yeah. I mean, he is going to cheer for the Yankees. I think they should have sure. just done Matt Vasgersian, who's great. He's yeah. been doing yeah, I, I like games him. for a while. Yep. I think they should have done A-Rod and David Ortiz. I think you fully lean into this rivalry and have two guys who are really friendly now, but at the at the peak of the rivalry, they they were really at each other. Well, you uh, you probably didn't see all the tweets or tweeters or whatever you call that stuff that happened when they were both on the last broadcast, the last time the Red Sox Yankees played on the Sunday Nighter. They got real real bad reviews just because they were being so friendly with each other i think it kind of they were saying it kind of took away from the game with the two of them there fair enough but, yeah i just thought it was interesting right like why not it's these a guys good dynamic, hate each other yeah. and why not have them there i know yeah they're joking around and stuff but i liked it but a lot of people really didn't like it there was a video before this game and it was uh david ortiz had like headphones in and he was looking at his phone and a rod tries to put like a yankees jacket on him and it just, you know what the thing was, and I, I talked about this with someone, um, they were really good in the TV, like on the studio show together. Right. Because it's a little more scripted, it's a little yeah. more controlled, and right. they can kind of set them up to be like, oh, talk about your rivalry, talk about this. But right. with a game, it's kind of hard to, like, I I don't really like A-Rod doing games. Like, he's not, to me, he doesn't really add that much. Much value. Fair enough. Um. Anything else for this game? No. Uh, the other wild card game, which is... It, I think it's more interesting now than it would have been uh, three weeks ago. Yeah. The the MLB has to be loving this. You get Tuesday, you get tonight, it's Yankees-Red Sox, it's the ultimate baseball rivalry. Right. The next day, you get the Dodgers who, not that they're reeling, no Max Muncie most likely. Yeah. And no Kershaw. No Kershaw. It was interesting that it was no damage, but also he's not going to pitch in the playoffs. Yeah. Even though, honestly, he's probably... If he was pitching, he would still be their fourth best pitcher. Probably. And this red-hot Cardinals team who not only goes on the 17-game win streak, but has... Or, I guess, because of the 17-game win streak, they have all the momentum in the world. For sure. And it just kind of... I kind of feel bad. Like, I... I still think the the Dodgers ultimately win this game, but I think they're in for more of a fight than they realized. Yeah, I agree. And I think Major League Baseball is going to love this. You probably have your four most storied franchises playing each other on the Tuesday, Wednesday to start the playoffs, in my mind. right? These are the four winningest teams in baseball history. So that's a pretty good start. And, yeah, again, three weeks ago, it, was, it doesn't matter if it's the Dodgers or Giants. It's going to be a smoke show. The Cardinals are hot. So I don't know. What did they win? 18 of their last 19 games? They're on a roll. And like you said, the Dodgers are hurting. I don't know. The Dodgers are so deep, though, that you just throw. Like when Pujols is your, what's he, like your third extra infielder on the team, and the guy can hit 20 home runs. No problem on this team. I, I don't know. It's going to be pretty tough for uh, the Cardinals to win this one. But I, I just think it'll – yeah, I agree. I think it'll be a little more interesting than a – it won't be like an 8-2 game or anything like that that I can see. And 
the other two series that were already set that we could talk about a little bit by the time we do our next episode we'll have i think a couple games of each series uh milwaukee uh i guess hosting atlanta for at least those first couple games right milwaukee's the team that we started talking about towards the end of the year but it's because no one talks about them throughout the year and atlanta is the the harper theory without right. ronald acuna jr right i just i think it's interesting atlanta does have not even more playoff experience but i just feel like they've been in more important games i go back to last year yeah was the last year they lost the cardinals or it might have been two years uh, ago that they lost the Cardinals, and it was it was a pretty pretty tough loss. Right. And Milwaukee, they've been in the playoffs the last five years. Yeah. Even though yeah, it's no almost the realized. same teams, really, right? The last few years. The the only thing I, I I have I I just feel going against the Braves is they played in such a bad division, right? It's almost like the White Sox. Like, are the White Sox for real? Well, we'll find out when they start playing Houston, who's a real good team, because their division, it's what. Which division's worse, the American League Central or the National League East? Uh, probably the is worse. Yeah, probably the AL Central, because I don't really like who who's the second most competitive team. Minnesota. Probably, I was gonna say Detroit. So there you go. Right. So we're debating about teams that are ten games under five hundred. What team is better? And we've already talked about the Tigers. Who, if you're a Tiger fan, you've got to be ecstatic the season you had. You were expecting to lose 110 games, and you only lost. Would they lose 83 or 85? Like that's pretty good. Yeah, they were they right? were lingering around 500. They, right, and they were expected to be. How many teams lost 100 games? That must have been a record this year, right? Uh, the Pirates, the Orioles. Did the Marlins end up losing 100 games? I they came pretty close. The, the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks lost a like maybe 110 games. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll double check. I'm. Um. Wow. I'm. I have to wait till we talk about the NFL. But I just saw some pretty crazy breaking news. Okay. Um. I don't want to see the score of the game. Okay. Uh. Well, I, I, again, I just. I just. I don't think I've seen that many bad teams. Uh. Orioles 110. <laughs> Texas 102. Right. Uh. Washington got close 97. Yeah. Same with Miami 95. Miami, yeah. Pittsburgh it's, 101. Arizona 110. Right. And then that's and we haven't even talked about the American League Central where all those teams were well under five hundred. I remember the bet so, we made two years ago. Yeah, where it was it was Cleveland and it was it was was their record going to be above five hundred against teams right. that weren't in their in their division. division? And it was close, right? It, it came down to the wire. Yeah. That's right. We did keep track of that. So uh, funny enough, you, you were going to say Minnesota is the second most competitive team. Yeah finished last in the division look at that not so, not like that far off right they were but 73 and 89 right. Kansas city was 74 and 88 yeah anyway yeah mediocre um finally the white Sox and astros this is one of those i will pull out my white Sox hat no nothing in the world could get me to cheer for the astros the one right. thing i am excited for is kind of this our are the white Sox who we haven't even talked about for the last couple months right do are are they this legit team? Yeah, are they for real? And the Astros, you kind of know what you're getting, right? They've, for sure, they've made what four straight American League Championship Series. Yeah, yeah, they've been very successful, consistent, no doubt about it. Cheaters, cheaters. Yeah, they said that about George Springer, even though he hit two home runs, and I just yeah. I, I can't help but think you were a part of the cheaters. Exactly, I for sure. Where's the garbage can? 
Um, anything else you got between these two series, Milwaukee, Atlanta, or White Sox, Astros? Because it's you could see these teams; they've kind of been cruising to division titles. Right? How are you going to turn up in the playoffs? Right. Yeah, I I don't know. In my mind, I'm th- I'm to me, I'm thinking it's Houston, Tampa, for the American League Championship, and I I would have to say it's going to be uh, the Giants and Milwaukee in the National League Championship Series. I wonder if they would ever change um, the format based on just because you win a division, but you haven't won as many games. Um, if you don't get the home field. Yeah, I you mean, know what I mean. Like it, well, the Dodgers won what 107 games. They're gonna have to play on the road if they win. Yeah, like I know they they have to play the Giants, right? Which like, I under that that they should throw that out too. Like just play the next best division. It, it's honestly right? just be let 16 teams into the playoffs. Right, rank the, the one through eight. No conference. The yeah. Giants should be or the Dodgers should be second place in the national league not playing in a wild card exactly yeah yeah almost where they went back to where they only had two divisions before but i I know they like tradition in baseball they have a real tough time making change obviously right how long did it take them to get a wild card that's only been around for what 10 or 15 years at the most well overdue and now you can obviously tell that you need more yeah i was gonna say the the wild card game goes back to maybe 2012 would be my guess. Right. So it's like it's not that long ago. And yeah, do you expand that to two out of three, you know, instead of a one game? I think it's I, – I like the one game, but it, it's just adding more teams. Or I guess you do two – like they did last year, just add two out of three for – and the home it, team, the yeah, higher like seed, I'd, gets to host all three games. Exactly. Like I, I, I like what they did last year, even though I hated what – the, you know the situation we're in but i like i thought they were progressing yeah it, it was <laughs> a fun just, idea yeah then they decided no that's it we, that sounded like too much fun and made too much sense let's get rid of that yeah uh we're gonna head to the nfl where i'm gonna start with the breaking news because mm. this was absolutely shocking when okay. i read this okay the cowboys yep. are cutting pro bowl linebacker jalen smith wow i don't he didn't really play I honestly think he kind of got overrated because he played at Notre Dame. Right. Like, I don't think but he's that he great. But then he had that major injury, and that may have – he maybe never recovered from that. But, yeah, he, I don't remember him in the lineup, to be honest with you, when they beat uh, the Panthers. It was just – that. That's, it's more of a shock because he's that name, but I guess right. it also shows the kind of player Micah Parsons is. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, he was very noticeable as well as um, the Alabama – Trevon Diggs. Yeah, he looks really good. Like, all of a sudden, yeah, I'm feeling pretty confident about my Cowboys now. I, I was going to say, I had an order, but let's just start okay. with that game. Because sure. Dallas wins 36-28, and honestly... It, it wasn't that close, the I, score. I, it wasn't that close, but I'm going to say I'd, I didn't leave that game thinking that much worse of Carolina. Because I know we're both yeah, pretty yeah. low on Carolina, but they I, did Yeah, compete. like, you know what? You know what they've done? Um... They have used Darnold's um, running abilities, which he has. He never, they never u- utilized that in New York at all. And boy, there were a few plays where it was key. They had two uh, rushing touchdowns without their pretty much all-purpose back. Right, like that's their offense revolves around McCaffrey, mm-hmm. and not having him there, 
I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Carolina might win seven or eight games now. Again, it's still Dallas, but I don't know. Their their defense does look well. Again, it can't be much worse than it was last year, but it looked much better this year because they're getting turnovers and sacks. They're they're getting points and um, down coverage or change of, of field possession more from their defense now. I I don't know how many cornerbacks I could say have looked better than Trevon Diggs so far. Uh, agree. He not I'm not going to say he's not the Richard Sherman or Darrell right. Revis of the world. He's right. he's opportunistic. He yeah. got two interceptions in this game. I think he has five already this yeah. year. Yeah. And it could be it, it could be later in the year he gets burned on a few plays, but it it seems like a high risk high reward type of player and. It's just working out for him right now. Thank you, Atlanta Falcons, because their head coach, I think, has kind of turned around that Cowboys defense. That's always what he was. He, yeah, he was a defensive defense guy. First guy. And again, they, they made some changes um, with the roster as well, but I think that combination with Quinn being there has made the difference. And the Cowboys, like I, I know we say it, we'll kind of repeat this throughout the year, but it just doesn't feel like there's really a team that's going to compete with them not in their division now that i've you know four games in i think it's a pretty good indicator where we're sitting um the cowboys now have two great rushers uh, running back sorry um i think pollard and zeke is now it almost seems like he's getting better each week so that's scary if and they're both you know running well yeah so it, it's it's a good position for you to be in absolutely uh, going back to Thursday, Cincinnati beats Jacksonville 24-21. This was, once again, it's one of those. I, I never like when we say, oh, this player owns this player because everyone right. started bringing up, oh, remember remember the last time Joe Burrow beat Trevor Lawrence in the right. national title game? Right. I, I don't like that. But in this game, it, it's just Cincinnati's just a good team. Yeah. Like, I seem to pick good teams that I, they'll be my team for the year, right? Ten, like Tennessee, I wouldn't say is my team this year because you only can pick one, right? But yeah, Cincinnati's my up and coming team, and yeah, I just, like I said, I don't think they're a superstar team, but I, I just think they're now at that next level. Yeah, um, Urban Meyer. There's a video that came out oh, of yeah. him uh, dancing with a girl at a bar. Now yeah. he needs to re-earn the respect of the locker room. Again, this has been my this has been my theory. We're four I know, weeks in. I I almost thought when I read that headline that the owner was firing him because I had to read the story. When, once I saw that, I went, "Oh my god, Jack's going to be right here. He's he won't make it through the season." I'm I'm still going to write. I now I will double down and say he's the first coach fired. I think Matt Nagy is going to save his job for a couple more weeks. I wasn't sure if you were going to talk about this, so I did have it in my bad originally. Um, but listen, if you're a head coach of a team. What I how dare you not travel back with your team? Okay, he said he's there for family. He's with a girl. There's a dancer. Like he's at a his own. I don't know. Is it a strip club or what kind of a bar does he own? Yeah, I don't you know, know what, what I mean. Like was. it's just like I I understand if you're there for family because you're from Columbus or whatever. But obviously he wasn't. So yeah, yeah, it, it, that's not a good scene. I will I will now throw it up to. Does he take the USC job by Christmas? That that I, I yeah I I would have said a hundred percent no. Now it's like yeah you know what he might be like all the other college coaches who realize 
yeah, I don't like teaching coaching men. I like teaching boys. And you also get to handpick the guys. Yeah, absolutely. The the one college coach who deserves a, deserves the credit of he actually turned into a successful NFL coach is Pete Carroll. He turned That's USC right. into a Powerhouse. perennial contender. Yeah, she kind of cheated, but yeah, still they, they all do, right? Just he got caught. Yeah, or, uh, or his school yeah. got caught. But uh, Buffalo smokes Houston forty to nothing. I don't really have much to say of this game besides just how how good is Buffalo's defense really? That was my biggest thing. It, they're really good. If you're Houston, you're happy Mother Nature showed up on Sunday because I'll tell you what, this game could have easily been 63 nothing, and I'm not kidding. Like th- th- like Buffalo had to kick a few field goals because the rain was coming down so hard. Like Actually, Buffalo, they probably had their most running yards that I can remember since Allen joined the team without Allen running. Yeah. Yeah, like, Devin Singletary he, broke off a few runs. Absolutely, because of the rain, right? So they couldn't. They had to get away from their their. Imagine that if it was a sunny. I'm telling you, this this was a 63 nothing game. This game was not close. And I picked Houston. I took the points, 17 and a half in a NFL professional game. I'm thinking. And then when it was raining, I actually thought that it actually might be closer because you're going to get some fumbles and you know Houston might get some cheap points out of this. Mills didn't look good at all. He th- threw four interceptions, and he could have threw a few more, and he just didn't look comfortable in the pocket because the I truly believe the Bills have a good defense. Oh, that my my answer to that question wasn't it, that they're bad. I think right. they've been. It's again the it, you're playing the team in front of you. There's nothing you could do about yep. that. I would say it, right now they're probably the best defense. Yeah, the, I'd say definitely they're up there for sure. Like it's hard to shut out a team. I don't care how bad a team is. It's hard because you know what? You always get the plays, uh, the last two minutes of a half and the last two minutes of a game. If the games aren't close, or if they're really close, you know the other team's trying to get a field goal or get something, right? Some kind of points, and you know that didn't happen at all in this one. And they've pitched two shutouts already this year, and. The, the game they lost, which they really should have won against the Steelers, they gave up a touchdown on a punt that got blocked. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Like, they, they look really good. Um, maybe the question they for them. They better than Kansas City. I was going to say, to me, the question isn't even, are they the best team in the AFC? My question is, are they just the best team in the NFL? Well, I just looked at the rankings. They are ranked number one. And they're not even undefeated, right? Again, Miami can, Dolphin fans can... Already popped the champagne because I don't think there's any undefeated teams left. There is one. Oh, uh, we'll we'll get to them. Okay. Actually, yeah, no, I'll I'll wait for it. Um, Baltimore. I'm gonna say they exposed Denver because we yeah. we called them out. Uh, yeah, D- Denver's the. What do we call them? The uh, not the cheapest three and team, but the. Uh, you know what you what do you call that when you win three games that you know you should win because you're playing. Really weak teams. It it's like, just it's a three and zero that if they were two and one we probably would be panicking about that. Right. Because it's Jacksonville the Jet or Jacksonville Jets Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, any any team that plays those three teams, they should be three and zero or you know wherever. Same with Carolina, right? They played some yeah. weak teams too. Well, the, so. the Saints. Not that the Saints look great, but I don't think they they're very good. 
and it doesn't surprise me at all that they're two and two. Is the Saints the Saints is the Panthers' best win because their other yeah. two are the yeah. Jets and the Texans. Yeah, right. It's so, not great teams beating worse teams. Yeah, because we already know there's two tiers in the, this year, right? It's just going to be tough to bet because of that because of the spreads. Oh, I just got a text from Stefan. You watching oh. the game? I don't. I don't like the sound oh, of that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, also, at the end of the game, Vic Fangio calls timeouts to try to get points, and then Baltimore runs the ball instead of kneeling, and he gets mad about it. The Ravens break a uh, rushing record. I don't know. It's 23-7. Like, what, right. what do you really mean? I know you, you should kneel the game. It's more respectful, but yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm a believer of, you want me to kneel? Stop me. Right. We're, they're, they're going for a record. Who yeah. do, you, do you really care that much? He does. Yeah, obviously. Um, a game that was kind of the worst game that for some reason was close. Uh, Chicago-Detroit. The Bears win 24-14. And yeah. it doesn't even feel that fair that it was that close. Yeah, yeah. Goff just... he. There's moments when you're like, oh, yeah, that that makes sense. He, he brought a team to the Super Bowl. And then right. other times you're like, why why yeah. are you a starting quarterback? Yeah. The, the best part of this game wasn't Justin Fields. He had a couple nice throws. I'm not going to say he looked bad. I, I still right. don't think he looks ready. Yeah, he's not ready. The best part of this game, Gus Johnson, who actually made this game exciting, right. even though it That's was... what Gus does. Yeah, he he was really exciting, but the Bears, they were up, like, what, 21-7, 21-0, and then they just yeah. kind of let Coasted. the Lions back in. Right. Lions are terrible, and the Bears aren't much better. We did, we did right? say the like, Lions were going to win. And what are the Bears, 2-2? Two and two? Yeah, like, and to me they're a fake two and two. Uh, the the game that should have been so much more fun. I'm glad I didn't call this as a shootout because it was just a snooze fest. Cleveland beats Minnesota fourteen yeah. seven. Yeah, I would have never have taken the under in this game. I unless maybe it was a January game in Minnesota, and minus thirty or whatever. Outside. <laughs> yeah, they do play outside, by the way. It is outside. Well, yeah. it's it's really yes. It doesn't look outside. Yep. Huh. It's an outside stadium. And with, it's uh, like the Rams, though. The Rams is outside. Apparently, because you have a lightning storm <laughs> with a roof on it, and we have to. Whoa! Like, a, what? Like, was it like a monsoon out there where they worried the roof was going to blow off? No, there was little openings, I guess, where the, you know, the billionaires sit, so we don't want them getting wet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and yet they had the, I felt bad for like, uh, the announcers cause they all had to go out on the field. Like if it's so dangerous they, and they even said that, why are they putting us on the field with umbrellas? They want us to get struck by lightning. I just thought that was funny. Cleveland goes for two fourth and goals in this game and misses and yeah. wins. Yeah. 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 I, I watched this game and I don't know what to tell you. Like I, <laughs> Cleveland didn't play well, and neither did Minnesota. Um, who do you – if you get a one game – I don't know. I, I like to say more pressure of, like, you have to make the playoffs. You get a completely blank slate average team. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have Baker or Kirk Cousins? Oh, that's they're both the same guy. Just one's a lot older than the other. Mayfield's going to end up the same as Cousins, I think. I – feel a lot worse about Cleveland's chances based on how Baker's playing. Yeah, I, I don't disagree, although he hasn't really had his full complement of um, receivers yet. So 
I'd like to hold judgment a little bit, but yeah, he's just made some decisions you just don't usually make. What is he in year three, right? Yeah. Usually you've got it figured out by now. Like Alan, I, I remember his first year, yeah, he made some poor decisions, poor throws that, okay, he's a rookie, right? So you kind of chalk it up. Okay, he's going to learn from that, and he got better, and now he has. You know, same with Dak. I would say those are two prime examples where, yeah, he's still like, yeah. He's still making some of those iffy throws. and Yeah. Like, at, at this point, it, it's almost laughable that people would rank Baker above Justin Herbert before the season. Yeah. Uh, two, the last remaining undefeated team. Okay. The Arizona Cardinals. Oh, right. Take right. down the Los Angeles Rams. I feel Boy, like everyone everyone thinks they're 3-1 and one because right. they should have lost to Minnesota. Exactly. They win 37-20, and not that I'm going to hit the panic button on the Rams. I, I'm going to spin it the other way of saying Kyler just made some amazing plays. He did, and he wasn't pressured. Uh, when he threw the ball, he's not running around uh, with his uh, like a chicken with his head cut off. He's like poised, maybe moving two feet to the right or to the left and throwing with. He's not throw. I don't remember him throwing off his back foot at all. He's, he's like bearing down and throwing it and or or any of his runs were not were design runs they weren't runs because Darnold uh, or Arnold was uh, chasing him yeah um uh, I'll, I'll, I like to fr- I liked to frame it this way I give you a thousand dollars or 50 not 50,000 a little high I give you like five thousand mm-hmm. dollars and I say okay you get to either bet Kyler Murray to win MVP yep. or the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl where are you putting your money uh, go with the MVP. It just it feels like this Cardinals thing could could collapse could, at yeah. any moment. Just because you know the Cardinals, right? That's the kind of team they are. And yeah, to me, the Rams are the better team still, right? Yeah. Even though they lose this handily, like yeah. it wasn't close. No, the it's it's it was a seventeen point difference, and it kind of felt like more. Yeah, this was a game I thought was going to happen last week. Like I thought. Tampa Bay was going to um, do this. Yeah, yeah, 37-20, and, uh, you know, the, the ex-Lions quarterback just wasn't ready for prime time. I I, I almost feel like this was a um, hangover game. Yeah. That, after that, beating Tampa Bay, right? Like, I, we I, are better than what we are, and, oh, yeah, forgot about Arizona. Yeah, it, it is almost a – because people usually say, oh, it's a look-ahead game where you're looking ahead, but it was kind of a – look behind game where you underestimated the team coming in exactly i think if when the rams get their rematch against the cardinals their defense definitely needs to tighten up but right i don't think it would shock anyone to see the rams win no especially not me that's that's my team right uh indianapolis beats miami 27 17 another game that felt like the lions bears game where miami shouldn't have been in it but they were kind of in it right and shouldn't they have won this game like they're better than the Colts, aren't they? They should be. Yeah. This is this. I'm gonna bring up this question because he's not on the co- commissioner's exempt list. He's not suspended. He's still getting paid. Right. Do you pull the trigger to try to get Deshaun Watson? Because I think Miami thinks they're a playoff team. I know yeah. one in three is hard to come back from, but right. if you really think you're a playoff team, wouldn't you go and get a quarterback that could get you to the playoffs? Yeah, exactly. I I kind of felt. Like, not that I ever felt bad about the Colts, because I think, did we both, did you pick Miami? or I, I picked the Colts. I picked Miami. I, I just, I, the Colts kind of deserved one of their first four. Like, one and three is the perfect Colts record. They yeah. deserve to win one of those games. Right. And 
not that I feel great about Carson Wentz, but at least he didn't look terrible. No. Nope. He kind of managed his way to a win. Yeah. Uh, Washington beats Atlanta 34-30. Oh, boy, we're back to crazy finishes. Here's another great way to lose a game. This is this is unbelievable. The, I think this is the first the first devastating one this year. <laughs> yeah, this year. Yeah. Because Tampa, Tampa Bay wasn't yeah. that bad. Eh, Philly, Philly was just a blowout. Yeah. I, I don't think blowouts are well, that bad. Yeah, and again, it, I watched that whole game. It was closer than really what happened in that game. Right, uh, the Eagles score touchdowns, the Falcons score field goals, and then the Falcons have to open things up in that game. And this was the classic, who has the ball last, they're going to yeah. win. Right. Because neither of these defenses could stop anything. No, exactly. And again, Washington football team by far does not have a juggernaut offense, but it sure looked like it in this game. Yeah, Heine- Heineke having the ball, and I just... I didn't have any faith the Falcons were going to stop them. Yeah, they they couldn't. Like again, like the Cardinals sin, and it ends up winning the game. You throw behind, back into the middle, which is nine times out of ten, if you're a quarterback, you're getting picked off by somebody, right? And that ends up with a touchdown. Like I I just don't understand how the Falcons couldn't at least angle them off to force a field goal while they needed a touchdown, right? They were Oh no, they could they would have tied it I guess with a field goal, but yeah, there's the the opposite of a prevent defense. Yeah, crazy. Uh I think we can all just take a collective deep or exhale with the Kansas City Chiefs. They win 42-30. I I think really their problem is their defense. I think they're going to get yeah. exposed and we're going to see it this coming Sunday night against the Bills. Right. That game, like I know, I always call shootouts, but I, I think Kansas City is in big trouble against Buffalo big. because they can't stop a nosebleed and their offense. Mahomes again, he threw five touchdowns. It it's kind of what he does. He did the. I love this whole. There's there's a meme that goes around of him just saying, "Oh, you know, fuck it, Tyreek Hill's down there somewhere," because that's kind of what he does. He just chucks it, and Tyreek Hill is usually wide yeah. open on those plays underhand or overhand again crazy plays but yeah against a good defense you can't do that and to me I thought this was going to be the measuring stick for Buffalo I think it's a measuring stick for Kansas City yeah like are we still with the elite teams because yeah now you're going to play a good defense well at least we think it's a good defense so I think if anything it's a measuring stick to see how well Buffalo's defense is this this to me just screams 45 42 I, I don't think it'll be that close because I think Buffalo can at least stop Kansas City's offense a couple times. I don't think Kansas City can stop Buffalo's offense. No. I, it would really. be it would be Josh Allen in that championship game. He kinda shot himself in the foot yeah. in that game. Yeah. And this is this is kind of interesting, I mean, closer to a year later now. Right. Going into that championship game, no one really thought Buffalo would no, have a they chance. Were an up and coming team, right? Now, now it, it seems like they're here. They're in the driver's seat. Yeah, it's in, I think it's in Kansas City, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a Sunday nighter, so it'll nice. be an int- interesting. Al and Chris, hopefully, Al will do that game, right? Yeah, two of the AFC elite. Those are the two top teams in the AFC right now, yeah. right? Yeah, because it's funny where you go. You can't really talk yourself into Cleveland. I no. love Baltimore, but I don't think they're better than Kansas City, even though they beat them. I, I never. You can't just judge teams based on that one game against no, each other, no. unless it's the playoffs, because right. that's the ultimate decider. The, the the next two teams you talk about, I would put in that category now. Who? 
Chargers and Raiders. Yeah. That was a really good game. That that was. Both teams have good defenses and offenses and it was a battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we can we can talk about that one now. The so the Chargers win 28-14 and it's it's the elite quarterback that yeah. takes a leap cuz Justin Herbert was amazing last year. He yeah. broke rookie records yeah. and He's just gone up a level. Yeah, the sophomore slump that I talked about is not going to happen. And the Chargers have a really good defense because the Raiders have a good offense. Yeah, and, and Joey Bosa was talking about Derek Carr. And yeah. when you hit him a couple of times, he kind of gets distracted, which right. I I realized watching those other games because I have – well, I mean, they've been on two primetime games, so we've seen the right. Raiders quite a bit. Yeah. Derek Carr never really – for an offensive line that they tore apart in the offseason, this was the first game that I ever – that I felt like he had a lot of pressure. Right. And Herbert, 222 yards. And it almost felt, when I read that number, I'm like, really? That It felt like he threw for 400, 500 for, yards. For sure. Yeah, I don't disagree with it. But they ran the ball a lot. Who's their main runner? Because he looked really good. He uh, must have run for a good 100 yards. Eckler? Yeah. Because I yeah. just didn't know if he was back. Yeah, he, he I'm sure he ran for 100 yards. He was he played really good. And that is, was the difference to me because the Raiders didn't have a running game, which they never usually do. But no, they and they have a few running backs, but they just can't make a system like that work. Yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll bring it up. So the Chargers are they the third best team in the AFC? Yeah, I, that would, so would be you my bet. And then Pick. would you still? I feel like it in this very moment. I I would say it's a toss up between them and Kansas City, or is he, Kansas City still? yeah like like i i don't know to me like you've got the the ravens i i put them in the mix yeah uh with the chiefs the chargers and the raiders like they're it, that division looks solid they have, like it looks like the 80s when like kansas city was the odd man out and they were bad like i think denver's the odd man out even though they're three and one mm-hmm. you could almost have four teams from that division make the playoffs this year the way I, things are going. I think the the only thing they would run into is one of Cleveland each other. or Baltimore. Or or each other. Yeah. Right? Because I, I think at this point, it, it feels pretty safe that Kansas City, the Chargers, and the Raiders, they're all playoff teams. The Broncos yep. are the team that we just... I, I think now we see them tail off. I don't disagree. Um. Also, Andy Reid got his 100th win with the Chiefs, which... He becomes the first ever coach to win a hundred games with two different teams wow. and does it against his old team. Right. It's one of those perfect poetic kind of right. wins. Yeah. Uh I talked about your Cowboys. Green Bay Pittsburgh. Yeah. Weirdly more entertaining yeah. than it should have been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I have a feeling like I said, Pittsburgh's bad, but they're I think they're gonna be one of those teams that you're gonna want to watch the games. They'll be interesting games, I think, for whatever reason. I I know I want to talk about dead Big Ben because he, he has nagging injuries every week. For sure. Going into this game against Denver, I think he's got a hip injury. Yeah. And, like, it's amazing that they were in this game at all. Yeah, uh, for sure. And again, I don't think Green Bay's defense is all that good because, to me, the Steelers' offense is not good. And the, what's the difference? You've got a healthy Aaron Rodgers who can still wing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle, San Francisco. Hmm. Trey Lance era begins. I guess so. 
this I don't know. You get that's Seattle, San Fran. I don't know. If they played each other ten times, I, I think they would tie a few times. They just they're those are close games. Yeah. It's, it's hard to pick between those two teams. A uh, 28-21 final score doesn't feel right if you say, oh, well, Jimmy G left at halftime. Right. And I, I think we've seen a few rookie quarterbacks that have been thrown into not-so-great situations. Yeah, into the fire. I just don't think Trey Lance, like Justin Fields, is ready. He's got yeah. he's very talented, yeah, yeah. very raw prospect. Right. And I guess your best case scenario is you kind of run a bit more of like a read option style with him and try to keep like, your head above water until Jimmy G comes back. I guess so. Like, I, I, you look at those two teams, and again, the difference to me is that quarterback. I'm going to take Seattle over San Fran every time until Jimmy G, who's, I don't think he's a superstar, but he definitely can get the job done. He went to a Super Bowl. So, like, obviously, he knew, I know Goff did too, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It it's it it is about like it isn't just about the quarterback. It's no, the team absolutely. You build around them. exactly, and San Fran's health healthy for once, right? Uh, before, because we're gonna finish with Tampa Bay New England, I wanted to just give a section to New York football. Why? Two overtime wins. Oh right, they both won. Yes. Uh, the Jets take down the Titans, twenty-seven right. twenty-four in overtime. Yeah. I I know everyone's gonna get mad at me for saying this. I don't count this as a Jets win. I Why? think this is just a Titans loss. Oh, okay. The just kicker shanks the field goal right, in overtime. It, yeah. I, I will say, because I'll call him your boy, because you do like Zach Wilson, he did look better against yep. a Titan de- Titans defense that I don't think is very good. No, I think, yeah, they downgraded this year, and that's going to hurt them, but not enough to not win the division. And yeah. the Titans also didn't have Julio or A.J. Brown. Right, yeah. So it's that's kind of huge... that perfect recipe. Yeah. That's like last year. The Jets did it. They beat Cleveland right. because all of Cleveland's wide receivers right. were in COVID protocols. Exactly. And the Giants, they beat the Saints 27-21. To me, the the Giants and the Saints are about on the same level. They're not yep. really that close to a playoff team, right. but they'll be competitive. Right. They'll be 8-9, and 7-10 teams. In my mind. Uh, First game that New Orleans got to play at home, finally, eh? I didn't even think of that I, I until forgot. halfway through the game. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, they haven't finally. been at home. Right. Beside, despite winning their first home game of the year. Right. Daniel Jones, 400 yards. These, This is one of those, like, he won the game. Give him all the credit. Yeah. Let's not, let's not jump the gun about right. Daniel Jones. I think no. we all know what he is. Yes. In my mind, he's the guy that tripped at the 25-yard line <laughs> on a – where he should have scored i think to me this was the this was the saquon game 126 total yards and right he's back it, it seems like he's rounding back into that top five running back we saw right and on the other side alvin Kamara also putting up big numbers i think it was over 200 total yards right it's just it kind of sucks that we don't get to see the saints team without with michael thomas yeah because I, I think they would maybe not be a super bowl contender but right. i think they would at least be close to a playoff spot or, or like where's tyson hill is he like just sitting on the bench being the backup with the clipboard now like he did throw an interception oh okay so they are still using he, he's a, honestly they're using i think they're slowly using him more and more right because they don't yeah, trust Jameis. right um the last game and it, it does make sense that this should be the last game it was the most hyped up game of the week and of course, it let us down. Not not let us down that it was a bad game, but it was rainy. It was gross. It was New England weather, which, right. despite Tampa Bay not playing in that weather, their quarterback Tom Brady was doing it for twenty years. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. And they grind out the 1917 win, and it's all Bel- Brady, Belichick, but why couldn't we just... Like, I feel like I just didn't appreciate this game. No, nah, me either. Like, they tried to hype it up, but really, to me, the biggest was Mac Jones. He was good. Yeah. Like, he, he was better than Brady. Oh, for sure. Like, he, he played better. Like, considering he's a rookie, he looks the best out of all the rookies, and he has the worst record? I guess t- maybe tied. Yeah, out of rookies, right? Zach Wilson but, won a game. But, but he... he he already looks good. Like, how can you go wrong when you have had Nick Saban and Bill Bel- Bel- Belichick as your two coaches? Yeah. For for a, a kind of game like this that doesn't end with over 50 points combined, and he throws for 275 yards. And to me, this wasn't even – this was, again, not really the Bucks winning because I know they right. hit that field goal. But yeah. Belichick goes for a 56-yard field goal in yeah. the rain. It just doesn't make sense. Like, I can't remember what down it was. Could they not have like thrown a quick pass for five or six yards and then run out of bounds just to make it a little, little bit closer? Not even that. Right? They had a timeout. It just uh, didn't so, take it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's strange. I, I was cheering for Brady. I don't know why. I was cheering for Brady over the Patriots. I'm not sure why. I I know exactly realized. why you subconsciously did it. Because Brady has been doing this to every other team in the NFL for right, 20 years. Right, so do it to his own old team. They they deserve to feel that feeling once right. of being they, up one possession with right. four minutes left. Yeah, and and you know Brady. it's third and seven, and he's going to get the first down. Exactly. Especially when he runs for first down. <laughs> The, this game meant something to him, right? Like, yeah, he was running in the pocket. Normally, he just goes down, right? If, if he smells somebody, he just falls, Yeah. right? And, and good for him because he's 45 years old or 44, whatever he is, right? Like, yeah, you don't want him to get hurt, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I, when he was, ran for that first down, yeah, he, he yeah, he, this game meant something to him for sure. Not that other games don't, but, yeah, it, this it one had definitely, a yeah, yeah, for sure it did. Also breaks Drew Brees' record while Drew Brees is there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in this stadium where he basically got all that yardage. Damn, the one, the one little missing piece, and we, we found out. I think I don't think it was before the episode we recorded last, but there was no Rob Gronkowski in this game. Which right, that, that would have been that would have been the piece because you yeah. know he would have caught that right. record-breaking pass. Over. Exactly. Yeah. And now we head into the next week, Thursday, and I feel bad for. I'm going to say more the Rams than the Seahawks because the Rams play this kind of blowout game against the Cardinals and right. have to s- turn around and then play Seattle. Right. That's a, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams lose this game too. Again. Uh, we'll go to – because I think – yeah, we got through all the games. Uh, to the NBA where Andrew Wiggins got vaccinated. Well, wow. Like, what did he get the Johnson and Johnson? So he just got the one shot. So he's good now. I didn't. I didn't see that specifically, oh, but I also did okay. think that because he was hesitant a week ago, but yeah, now he has the vaccine and he can and he can play. Right. Um. He's he really complained to the media and said my options were to get vaccinated or not to play in the NBA. Which, yeah, those were your two options. It, I'll tell you, there's a lot of workplaces that that's exactly what it is either get vaccinated or you don't work here yeah unfortunately that's the way it is right now in a lot of places and this is for a warriors team like we'll we'll talk more about the nba the closer it gets to the season guy like andrew wiggins is going to help them 
for sure. And he's going to be in a smaller role. There's not going to be yep. as much pressure. Pressure, yeah. So he'll get his 15, 18 points a game, which will help the Warriors for sure. Uh, the other, I only have one other NBA story was that the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, yeah, are, I watched that game. They are the good. Toronto Raptors again? Yeah, exactly. Um, first time in since February of 2020 yeah. that they had played at home. Like that's crazy. Like almost two years. I, as as I looked at this team and Goran Dragic is very committed to this team. There's not even been talks of a buyout. Apparently, him and Scotty Barnes are working close together. And that Scotty Barnes is going to do a bit of ball handling like right. Draymond Green does with Golden State. Right. I just think this Raptors team's team with no expectations yeah. is – I think they're just going to have fun. I do too. Yeah, they'll be a fun team to watch. And they were last night from what I could see. Again, the Sixers were shorthanded. They didn't have Embiid in the game. And, of course, Simmons isn't going to be there. But a wall. Yeah. But, no, they look good. It was, it was fun to watch and – um, the only thing I was kind of like, eh, was uh, Devlin with Williams. I, I found he was trying too hard as the color guy. Like he always, after every play, he felt like he had to describe something or, or comment on it where, you know, sometimes you just can go back and forth a couple times and just let Devlin do the play-by-play. It's almost and, you need to learn that dynamic. Yeah, yeah It's exactly, good that they have yeah. these preseason games to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, to the NHL where we have the Canadian Olympic team, the men's team, We've got three players already. Nice. So Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, and Alex Petrangelo. Right. Three captains. Makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Crosby sure. will be the captain of the team. McDavid yep. is the best player in hockey. Yep. yep. Petrangelo, I found it interesting that they would name him right away just yeah. because I think that right side of the Canadian defense is going to have a lot of contenders. For sure. Yep. It's still cool that they named them, though. Yep. Uh, Quinn Hughes and Patterson. I think we talked about Hughes getting the extension on the last one. Right. I think it happened during. So yep. Hughes is getting a six-year, $7.85 million a year. Right. Which makes sense. You're committing long-term. Yep. You're locking the guy up. Patterson is the interesting one because he signs a three-year, $7.35 million, So signs yeah. for a little bit less, shorter term. So he can make big bucks at the end of the three years. And it, it kind of... If I was a Canucks fan, I'd be worried. It would make me think, okay, so he's not committed to this team long term. What's going to stop him from turning around and signing a $10, $11 million deal? For sure. Just like Austin Matthews did with the Leafs, right? He signed a sh- shorter term deal. Yeah. Uh, the Ottawa Senators are preparing to start the season without Brady Kachuk. Another yeah, RFA. Yeah. It's that could get ugly. I feel, and this is uh, this is the funny thing is, it's the most Kachuk thing ever. Keith did it. Matthew's done it. That's right. Yeah, it's family suit, and it kind of sucks for this Ottawa team that I think a lot of people are excited about. I am like I didn't watch them last year. I didn't think they were very good, but I I kind of like some of the players on their team, and I'm yeah. I think they're going to take a couple steps forward this year. So yeah, I think they'll be interesting to watch. But yeah, you need kachuk to be part of that two steps forward because i think they'll still take a step forward but he's also gonna it's gonna be awkward when he signs that contract and he walks in wearing the c despite not being there for training camp yeah uh sheldon Keefe signs a two-year extension which i didn't really have much to say about that beyond i watched the first episode of the maple leafs amazon prime series yeah first of all pretty good it is it does let you it Let's you the, in a lot more. Right. And Sheldon Keefe is going to be the star of this show. Just oh, from yeah. the first episode, 
a lot more swearing than I expected from him. Okay. And it, it's very unfiltered. It was pretty funny. Joe Thornton is very like funny and candid. They had a uh, part with him listening to Brian Burke on the radio basically say the Leafs. It, he had an analogy. It was like the Leafs went to the grocery store and got what they wanted instead of what they needed. Right. And Thornton just kind of laughed at it. Right. Uh, Matthews and Keith had an interesting back and forth about uh, playing too safe against the Oilers. It's funny that it's going to end the way we know it's going to end, right. but it's still interesting the journey that that, that this Leafs team was on, For especially sure. with those cameras. Yeah. Uh, Josh Archibald, which I, we talked about him because he wasn't getting vaccinated. Right. And then we found out now that after getting COVID, he has a heart condition right. and most likely, I think, ending his NHL career. Right which is a terrible situation yeah. and it, it does suck because you never want to see a player's career end like that. No, for sure. Um, I didn't really have much more to say about that just because it's, it's the decision he made. Right. It's the, it's the situation he's in. Yeah. And it just, it sucks. Uh, finally for me, Robin Leonard. So he speaks out about the Jack Eichel situation and that players should have free choice and free will to get whatever surgery they want. Yep. He brings up that uh, teams and uh, medical teams specifically aren't treating players well and just giving them a whole bunch of drugs. He called out Alain Vigneault to be fired, which was weird. Right. Because he called him a dinosaur, which Vigneault, in a very funny way, responded and said, oh, you know, I'm not a dinosaur. I'm just experienced, but then denied. And he talked about how he cared about his players. But everyone always complains about hockey players not having personalities or not speaking out. Right. I don't think this is the time to silence Robin Leonard. I think it's it's good that he's bringing these conversations to the forefront. For sure. Like it I like I said we I think we talked about this on on a podcast quite a few t- weeks ago or whatever, but Lindros was like the first one who ever um questioned a team, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah, I think before it was just okay. Yes, sir. Inject me, sir, or whatever you're going to do to me, sir. Yeah. So yeah, they probably have a yeah, a little bit more say. You know, kind of happened uh, right, like with the Warriors and uh, Kevin Durant, right? Like they brought him back too early, mm-hmm. and yeah, was it him or was it the team? You know, was he getting pressured? So yeah, it, that's tough because you're not you don't you're not owned by a team, but they pay you. Yeah, they are your employer. Yeah, which is I think a lot of those relationships are like that. I don't think players in any sport are really that close to their owner right it's just the guy that signs your checks yeah exactly uh leonard did say that he uh has had good talks with the nhl and the players association so i'm i'm just glad to see this was in a situation that i'm just gonna spew this out and then that's gonna be it i'm glad the league and the players association are actually taking the time to talk to him and try to get a fix like i it's not one of those all right we're just gonna stop giving them drugs Right. Yeah, I'm just surprised that Leonard didn't just go to his union, though, and say, this is our issue. Maybe we should bring this up as a discussion. That's all. Uh, I, uh, that's all I got. So we'll get to your bad, good, and great. As you're setting that up, I'm just going to – Stefan's not going to listen to this, but he just <laughs> texted me. Okay. First of all, he got mad that I'm not watching the game right now. Uh. <laughs> and then he said, A-Rod is hot dog shit. Right. 
Which, fair enough. He's also probably cheering for the Yankees. Of course he is. And he's not going to be that subtle about it. For a franchise that also doesn't really like him. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's old, lukewarm, I and, guess, right? But but in his he's, mind, he's a Yankee. Yeah, but really, he was always a Ranger, right? And a Mariner. Oh, yeah, and a Mariner. That's true. That's how that's how I wish we could just remember him was yeah. as a Mariner because he was like the best shortstop in baseball. Right. That was the last time they made the playoffs, I think. <laughs> but yeah, wasn't that the team that won? One hundred and nineteen set the record and then never made the playoffs again. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, uh, bad, good, and great. Bad, San Diego Padres. Oh wait, did I not write? Oh, I did write that down, but I didn't. I didn't say it that they're yeah. thinking about firing their manager. Which, yep, that's the move for sure. You gotta, you gotta do something because this team. I thought was going to be a hot contender to win a World Series this year, and they took three steps back, four, like especially down the stretch. Like you still had a chance. Like I get it, the Cardinals went on a run, but they could have went on that run too. Yeah, they, they faced didn't. the Cardinals during that yeah, run for sure, and got, got steamrolled. 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 It wasn't even close. So yeah, to me, that's just. Again, I, it was the only time I had watched another baseball game uh, other than the Yankees was I watched that Padres-Dodgers a couple of series in April and May, and it was exciting. But, yeah, after that, I don't know what happened. Uh, they, they were such a star-studded team. I think one of the things that really derailed their season, which it shouldn't have been, that they were – in the running for Max Scherzer, and I think if they made that deal happen, that would have changed the complexity of their season. Really? You think Max ma- makes them a playoff contender? I think it's at least a race. I, I okay. at least think they could get that second wild card spot right. if he's in that rotation. I think he's a game changer like that. I assume he's starting, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. Okay. That Scherzer, Wainwright. Right. Marquee matchup. Marquee but pitching it's, matchup. It's... It's going to be a good game nonetheless. For sure. Um, one other bad for you. Um, NCAA recruiting. So this is what happens when you win a national championship. Okay? If you you win a championship. I shouldn't say national. We'll just call it a championship. When you win a championship in hockey, what pick do you get the next year? Last. Right. And how many won? Yeah. In recruiting you basically get the top 10 picks are going to your team. So that has to change because that's why Alabama is now going to be the best team forever or maybe as long as Nick Saban's there. Maybe that'll change if he leaves. But, yeah, so, again, just reading the Sports Illustrated article on this, and it does make sense. That's why the good teams always stay good because they all get the top 10 picks the following year mm-hmm. so that's not fair yeah right like the top 10 picks should go to the worst team i know yeah they're not no one choose. wants to go to new mexico los lobos because they haven't won a game in four years or whatever but you know what i mean like they, they i think they have to change it so uh it, it makes a little bit more even especially so. when we walked into that Saturday game and it was Bryce Young versus Matt Corral it was right. a impossible yeah, showdown for sure for sure yeah exactly it wasn't even close it wasn't even close, and that's one against 12. Yeah. Right? So, anyway, so those are my two bads. Uh, my good, I'm going to go with Dr. Dre and M&M doing the Super Bowl. 
I thought that's pretty cool. And there's a couple of other people going to be there too, right? Kendrick so, Lamar, Snoop Dogg, right. Ray J. Blige. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be a show, right? It'll be, so yeah. it'll be a concert, mm-hmm. right? The halftime concert or whatever the girls call it. Well, to them, that's that's there's just a football in be- football game in between the concert, right? <laughs> or I guess around the concert. Around the concert, right? Uh, two greats for you, um, which I'm surprised you didn't talk about the geo catch. Oh. Wow, was that ever Derek Jeter like? Like I I can't even believe he stayed in the game because he, he went in hard, and of course you're going in the opposing um, dugout. They're not going to help you, no, right? And I, I can't believe he walked out of there. Like I know he was limping. That but, was a, an unbelievable. That was that was a better catch than Derek Jeter's catch because at least Derek Jeter had fans that that kind of cushioned him a little bit. And also, wasn't the Jeter one? He caught it and then then ran, ran into the yeah. Like he caught this basically in the dugout. Yeah, the, right. Like the, Gio, that was unbelievable. I would love to know if he knew exactly what he was doing, or if he just kind of jumped and said, uh, "Okay, good luck. Hopefully, hopefully I'm okay." Yeah, yeah. Like to me, you know, it's it was the last game of the regular season. I, I obviously it meant a lot, and yeah, again top five catches that i've ever seen um not let alone yankees i think in baseball because he just gave himself up yeah like totally yeah and i just love the shot of the rays not helping him but just kind of looking to make sure if something was really bad Bad, then they would exactly because the yeah because boone came running across because he thought something was wrong and it's funny because i don't know if you noticed the ump fell too because he's trying to see if he had caught the ball and he fell over the railing and uh, the catcher there is, for the Yanks is trying to help him because he kind of falls over. Anyway, that was kind of funny. But uh, Another thing I'll, I'll bring up from the Jays game is Vlad Guerrero gets hit and Montoyo and the trainer try to come out and they get two steps out of the dugout before Guerrero just waves them back. He's right. like, no, I'm not coming out of this game. Right. You could tell how much it meant to the Blue Jays. And even the George Springer interview after the game, like he – would get asked a question, he would start to answer, and the crowd would just start cheering. Right, and then right. you could see that he, he signed with this team, and he kind of knew what he was doing, joining this uh, not only young, amazing team, but also the fan base that's 30,000, and it felt like 50,000. Was it? Did they actually sell out this game? I don't no, think so. still 29, and they just can't sell it out, eh? Yeah, there's, there's like... The sections are pretty full, but you right. can you can look around the stadium and go, okay, there's like a whole not section, but maybe a whole row that's just empty. Right. It's it's a team that gets a lot of support, but it's not it's as not all, financial. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, they're and I think that's the difference between them being a superpower in the American League East. Um, I think they could put them ahead of the Rays because, well, until the Rays move to Montreal, that might be a big move for the Rays. Um, but anyway, uh, my last good, or sorry, my last great, I just watched all four, uh, Mets 30 for 30. I had to watch this. I saw you it, watching part one. It was so good. I, I'll just give you a couple of, uh, little notes that I didn't w- know before. Cause most, I grew up by, so I saw all this, yeah. this series and most of the behind the scenes, I kind of already knew too. Um, I didn't know that the Mets chose, uh, their colors orange and blue because the Giants were orange and the Brooklyn Dodgers were blue. So they actually took, because the two teams left New York, 
they went with those colors. I went, oh, that's pretty cool. Man, and as much as we don't love the Mets, it's, right. it is a really nice color scheme. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and the other thing um, that I thought that was pretty neat was uh, Roger Clemens in Game 6. They pulled him. Again, they they called it the worst managerial moves that, uh, ever in the history of World Series with in terms of what McNamara did with his Red Sox. But anyway... Uh, one thing that um, Keith Hernandez was a uh, a big lead. I didn't realize that he was the big leader of this team. Um, he noticed uh, once they pulled Roger Clemens out of the game when they were up, um, he went into the dugout and shaved to get ready for the pictures once they had won the World Series. And he said he recognized that. And I thought, wow, what what a minuscule thing to see and then to motivate yourself because they thought they won now and i i didn't realize how close they were to losing i didn't realize it was down to a strike um but anyway yeah you'll you'll have to watch it because it's for you you'll probably learn a little bit more than i did yeah uh because again i kind of lived through it but um yeah it it was neat because I know a lot about like the Doc Good and Daryl Strawberry stuff yep. and like the partying that went on. Right. And I did hear while you were watching it, I heard the Daryl Strawberry story when he was partying all night and then showed up to practice and someone had to like run his uniform out to his car. Right. And it just all I all I can really say that I know going into it is there is a whole bunch of drugs. Yes. There is the a, 80s. Is a whole bunch of sex that like yes. people like. They would take fans out of the crowd, right, and go into the locker room, right. Yeah. Besides that, I'm I don't and, know much about that. And Lenny Dykstra, you're gonna love. Oh, he was I'd... my favorite. Like, just, it just, yeah, he's just, yeah. I don't know. You, again, I won't say any. I don't want to ruin it for you because it was. Anyways, well done. I really, again, the team I despise. Right, Man. they're an enemy, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and they did mention at the end. Uh, that Daryl Strawberry, even though he only won one World Series with the Mets, won three more with the Yankees. Like, that's got to hurt if you're a Mets fan. Which is uh, weird because uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Cousin Sal were, like, executive producers on this. Yes, that's right. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and the way, because I heard them talking about it before it came out, and whatever they hyped it up, to be i think it'll still exceed those expectations for me yeah and i saved it on the pbr for you anyway so you can yeah you can watch them but it was yeah well done i I, yeah it was just well done um and of course same with gooden too right he ended up playing for the yankees and winning world series championships so yeah i just thought that was that was kind of neat um yeah just just a well done I thought it was uh, I thought it was going to be a little long because they the third one was kind of like the World Series but yeah there was a lot cuz the, the one thing I that I didn't I kind of forgot about was how come they weren't good for longer right um and I'll give you one other little tidbit cuz I had to look this up too uh when they played the Houston Ast- Astros in the National Championship Series uh the Mets won 108 games that year and they were on the road they were they were the visiting team so i had to look it up and it was because of um concerts and stuff going on that the mets lost home field advantage that would never happen now right wow. so I, I i couldn't believe I, even in 1986 like sports wasn't that important then that the home team could not get their four games 
house. I, I just thought that was crazy, right? Like they never talked about that. I I thought that like that was just me looking up going, why are the Mets why are the Mets on the road? Them think, oh, is it two three two? Or you know, how how yeah. how are they doing this? And no, I had to Wikipedia and it said, Yeah, the because of scheduling conflicts, Houston got home field advantage. Wow, I, that would be right. That would be That's, an outrage today if that happened. For sure, yeah. Imagine today the Red Sox. Sorry, yeah, Fenway. There's a concert. Aerosmith's playing. You're gonna have to go play at Yankee Stadium. Like it just wouldn't happen, right? Again, to me, even '86 is fairly recent yeah. or something like that to to happen. But anyway, yeah, I just thought it was. Uh, yeah, you'll you'll enjoy it. It was it was really really interesting. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you on this. Do you think the end of this night? People are going to be playing Sweet Caroline or New York, New York. Oh, I think it'll be Sweet Caroline. Yeah, I don't think the the Yankees are. They didn't look good. Cole was already down two nothing with a two run homer. When he's on, he's on, and he hasn't been on all of September. They showed his ERA. He's got a six point one four ERA in the month of September. But um, as Derek Jeter always says, and I'll never forget him saying this um, to Aaron Boone in 2003, just wait, the Yankee ghosts are around. And sure enough, he hit that homer to win it for them. But Boston's won seven of the last eight um, series that they've played. Uh, I think it was series. Series? Yeah. Um, I just didn't think they had played that much, but I guess they have really over the since 2000 and four yeah 2003 so anyway well that about wraps it up for this one we're gonna go watch this yankee game and post this episode and see see what song everyone's gonna be playing at the end of the night and uh besides that we'll see you next time